fine. If nobody wants to be the king of bold predictions, I will do it. I will take the throne back. I will make predictions that come true. And the podcast daily, Freaky Friday, will be my show again. Is that what you guys want? Whatever. Sorry. I want it to be called Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. That is Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. Time to rock around. No. no. Um, I don't know. Austin Ward, the king of bold predictions, and we are back. They're bold peas. Listen to me. I rule. It's a. It probably speaks volumes about what we're doing on this show that you've got one right this season and that you're the king of the show. That's all it took, baby. You guys had five weeks to get one, and only I walked through that door up to the throne, accepted the crown, and celebrated Josh Proctor's bold prediction coming true. Okay, so because of that, you're the you get to go first. So go ahead. Okay, uh, I think Purdue. Noon. Ohio State at Purdue. Peacock. It's streaming on the cock at noon. Um, bold. I we got to let Berm know that West Lafayette is actually in the Eastern time zone. He's been preparing all week for 11 a.m. Yeah. Uh, as much time as we spend in the state of Indiana, we probably should have already known that, and I wouldn't have had to check, but I did just so that we know when to show up. Mick, so. Mick, Mick Walker from 247 Sports corrected me. Like we talked about it like two weeks ago on the live show, and he t- sent me a text the next day and said, Purdue's actually always in Eastern Standard. I was like, No, they're not. He's like, I travel there like four times a week. <laughs> I'm like, No, they're not. You're wrong. And then it turns out he was correct. So, yeah. Um, and we were also apparently wrong about whether there's turf or not in this stadium. So we've been really crushing the Is Purdue there turf or grass. It's, it's grass. grass. Really? It just looks like it's just turfy grass. Turfy grass, that's what they call it. Turfy grass, yeah, it's the good stuff. Mm. All right, so I'm supposed to go first, and I will. Uh, I think that Xavier Johnson will slide into Emeka Ibuka's position, take those reps, and he's going to score uh, two touchdowns for Ohio State in this game. Uh, I, I I don't know why Brian Hartline was being so evasive on Wednesday night about what they're going to do. I guess he didn't want to just come out and say, well, Emeka Ibuka is not going to play in this game and Xavier Johnson will, and there may be an opportunity for Carnell Tate. We'll see. And I can understand why, but like, it seems pretty obvious that Xavier Johnson would be the next man into this rotation. And I think it could actually help him produce at a higher level. If he doesn't have to just go in there and be a gadget player and a gimmick and like Alert, alert, Xavier Johnson's out there. They're going to do something really weird to force him the football. Like, it didn't do him any favors. Like, he is a good enough football player to go make plays in Emeka Ibuka's position without it having to be, you know, tricks and misdirection. Uh, he he is good. He earned the Blocko jersey. He's earned that scholarship. He's earned the opportunity to do those things. And there's no point in using Emeka Ibuka in this game. If it's close, I've said that all week, I will stand by it. Emeka probably wants to play. But in the best interest of getting ready for Penn State, he shouldn't have to. And Xavier Johnson is capable enough to uh, take on. So he's he is not a Mecca Ibuka, but he is. No, he's uh, Xavier close. Johnson. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's um, he is not a first round NFL draft pick. Xavier Johnson is not, and that's how highly I think of a Mecca Ibuka. But he can do eighty five to ninety percent of the things that a Mecca can do, and that's good enough to score a couple times a double ding dong at Purdue. Where does that mean that you think Xavier Johnson gets drafted? I don't know that he will get drafted, Berm. It 
I sometimes you and I were both reminded of this process. Like we were doing the paths of the draft. Like there's a limited number of spots. And if like Ronnie Hickman could be a good pro for a long time, it's hard to get drafted. Uh, I don't think Xavier Johnson probably will get drafted, but I think he can uh, build enough value for himself as a special teams player or uh, an option as a slot wide receiver that he could go to a training camp and potentially make a team. But I don't, I wouldn't go out here right now and make a bold P that Xavier Johnson would get drafted. I would make that bold P round okay. six next, okay. next, next year. What you mentioned, like the special teams versatility, the leadership, the way he is with the ball in his hands, that guy's going to get drafted, which is crazy to think about considering he is a walk on and, and has, you know, had to fight for six years to get reps, but he came back for a reason. And that's because he knows he can get drafted. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Me or William? Let Are you asking king, yourself? Let the king decide. I, I decree Bill will go next. Damn it. I know what Bill's going to do here. And it's okay. Up on my tours. Uh, I have a question before I make a pick. Austin, are those two receiving touchdowns for Xavier Johnson, or are we going to mix it up with a rush and a pass? Well, it's going to be a, uh, the second one is going to be a pop pass. So it may be an extension of the running game, but it will go Got down it. as both receiving. Got it. That'll help the Kyle McCord over passing touchdowns. It. I like that. Um, so- Say less. Yeah. So I, I have a I have a, a bold P that's tied to a similar idea of yours, but I'm going to do this one first. Uh, JT Tuimolo is going to have three sacks in this game. Um, <laughs> the right tackle for Purdue is either going to be an NAIA transfer or a transfer from Kent State who has not played an offensive snap yet this year. Um, the kid from NAIA has played 10, two pre- 10 true pass rush snaps and allowed nine pressures, according oh to Pro Football God. Focus. Um, what? It, has not been, it has not been particularly good when that, when that young man has been in the game. Uh, I would guess maybe they might go with the other guy because he's like actually played uh, you know, against Power 5 competition in major college football. Either way, I think JT might line up on that side of the line for the entire game because we've seen Ohio State do that. The last couple of weeks, they put him on the right side at the end of the Notre Dame game. He moved around a lot against Maryland. Larry Johnson was talking this week about being more intentional, hunting those kind of mismatches. And I think JT is the guy who can best exploit that in a similar fashion to what he did last year against Penn State when Penn State had a backup right tackle playing and JT made that the worst day of that kid's life. So uh, I think that JT is going to do something similar in this game and rack up three sacks after getting a sack and a half last week. Berm didn't look very happy for that. No, no, I'm glad because I, I was confident Bill was going to talk rush rushing game, and maybe he's just so far out on the rushing game that he's oh, I got one of those to go into it. But uh, I think Ohio State will rush for 250 yards on Saturday, which is you know it doesn't seem like that big of a number, but when you average 1.1 yard a carry against Maryland, that you'd have to have almost 200 carries to get 250 in that game. Uh, <laughs> that's math. So that's illogical uh this week however i think the buckeyes will average almost seven yards a carry uh against purdue and i think they're going to end up with 250 yards rushing um i've got it at at about uh, 30 carries for 250 um so you're gonna have maybe one or two that bust a little bit longer maybe they run a little bit more at the end of the game but either way i think travion henderson in his return i've got him circled for 13 carries and 126 yards and two tutties um and I, i think the buckeyes this is the type of game where you are going into it with one goal in mind, which is regain some confidence for a group that has been beaten to crap over the last couple of weeks, justifiably because they've played terrible. But now you 
you've gotten a little vote of confidence this week from your coaches saying, hey, these guys are not at jeopardy of losing their jobs. Um, Justin Fry got an opportunity to talk to the media on Wednesday night, and I, I really always like listening to Justin Fry talk. He's to the point. He doesn't sugarcoat things. I think these guys know what they need to do. Purdue's uh, giving up close to five yards of carry this season against some pretty average rushing teams that don't have the home run hitters or the top-line talent that Ohio State does. I think the Buckeyes should be able to get healthy on the running game. Now, it doesn't mean anything for next week against Penn State, but I think that it is going to be the focus for Ohio State, and I think they will succeed 250 yards rushing and three rushing touchdowns on the day total. I have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Burn mentioned this being a confidence builder. Do you think normally you would have a, a game like this right before Penn State and forgetting all the, the trap game conversation nonsense? One of the things that Burn would normally say, I think, is you have to get through Purdue healthy. Like, don't don't push it, don't risk it. Uh, I wonder, like, what's the balance for that? Outside of the Emeka Buka conversation, like, do you think that they will take this game more seriously as a confidence builder and like push the push the envelope more than a normal Purdue pre Penn State game? What do you think, Bill? You mean like, like, not going to be vanilla, not going to pull like. Not going to pull guys early necessarily. I mean, I don't think they're going to be vanilla. I think I think Ryan Day's track record is to actually show more in games like this ahead of a big game, um, and then like not do any of it in the big game, which is kind of annoying sometimes. But uh, I think I think we actually do see some different stuff against Purdue. Um, maybe you're a little cautious with a guy like Travion because he's coming off of whatever kept him out last week, and you do want to make sure you have him healthy. For the Penn State game, but no. Aside from that, I, I think they want to come out and like play their game and and kind of build some confidence, build momentum, and get back into a little bit of a rhythm that it does feel like they've lost a little bit. I think you can do both. Um, if you come out of the gate aggressive and and doing the the different things that we haven't seen in the first half, first you know uh, of the game, you can allow the running game to get un, unhitched a little bit. You can still use the uh, passing game to get a little bit more creative, and then you can still, if you're doing things the right way on the road at Purdue. You still should be able to get Marvin Harrison and some of those guys out of the game by the middle part of the third quarter and, and move forward. Um, I, I, you know, we talk about Emeka Ibuka this week, but to me, I think your goal is to get Marvin Harrison out of, the, out of this game and let Carnell Tate, let Xavier Johnson, let some of these other guys get some reps that are valuable reps, not necessarily in garbage time, but in in parts of a game where you have a comfortable lead and you can still run your offense. So I think you can do both. It's just about a hot start, and Ohio State has not started very well in any game yet this season. So. You've got to come out and put your best football on on the field right away, and uh, I I believe they will do that on Saturday. I can buy all that. Those make sense. Um, I'm going to continue the streak of defensive touchdowns, the streak of one, uh, with Steel Chambers getting into the mix. And I wasn't sure. I, I know I have to drill down. Because I thought that he might drop into coverage and get another interception and then return that for a touchdown. But I'm starting to just get this royal premonition that it's actually going to come <laughs> on a fumble recovery. Perhaps it's a JT Tuimolo sack that's a forced fumble, steel chamber, scoop and score. I think he's going to play a good game this week. Uh, you know, some sometimes players go through funks. Like, you know, you think about the, the length of a baseball season, for example, and Steel Chambers played some baseball and swung a softball bat this summer. Like slumps are almost like an accepted part of baseball, but you're, it's like you're not allowed to have any of that in football. Like you have to be the same consistent level every single week. And that's not realistic. Um, and I the reason that I say this is like the last couple of weeks have not been the best 
examples of steel chambers playing at an all big 10 level, a championship level for Ohio state. But we have enough evidence to suggest that he can get back to that, that he's not lost forever, not able to recover from some of these setbacks. I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to be around the football a lot. I think having to sit and watch a series after missing a tackle last week against Maryland probably didn't sit very well with him. So I think he's going to be motivated, and I think he knows that there's a big challenge looming after that against the Penn State run game. So he's going to be around the football. He's going to scoop one up. He's going to take it back to the end zone and then have some weird things to say after the game. Yeah, he'd uh, he'd hardly be the first man to go to rural Indiana to find a slump buster. So I think he'll be all right. Oh wow. dear! I mean, you got to remember, Steele missed a touchdown against Western Kentucky uh, by just not scooping and scoring in that specific instance. So the the proof of concept is there. He just has to scoop and score. Bill, can you identify what parts of rural Indiana are are I'm ideal for slump busting? <laughs> West Lafayette, apparently. <laughs> Maybe Goshen, yeah. Indiana. You're good. I think about Goshen, Indiana. I think you've got some road trip stories that we don't know about. No. You and Ari on the road together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were weird road trips. Um, they always ended with a Red Baron pizza. Somehow, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, always. Uh, my next bowl prediction. Uh, Purdue has given up six rushes of 30 yards or more this year. It's among the highest marks in the country. Only eight teams have allowed more. Uh, Trayvon Henderson is going to get two 30-plus yard rushes in this game. I think he's going to rush for 150 yards, uh, which would be his highest mark since like the middle of his freshman year. I think the Penn State game his freshman year is the last time he did that. Uh, and I'm envisioning him doing it on not a tremendously large workload, like something like a dozen, maybe to 15 carries. Like I think it is a game where you want to monitor those touches, but there's enough uh, ground for him to get explosive plays where he still puts up a big yardage number. And I'm, I'm with Berm, too. I think Ohio State ends up running the football pretty well in this game, if only because Purdue's not very good at stopping it. So um, big day for Travion in a, in a bounce back after missing last week's game against Maryland. Yeah, sometimes you need to play against a team that uh, – maybe struggles in the same areas or the counter area to where you struggle. And maybe it's false confidence that you'll have heading into the next week against Penn state, but false confidence is better than no confidence is the way I see it. And that always works in rural Indiana as well. Mm -hmm. I love false confidence there. Fake it till you make it in rural Uh, Indiana. Tyrone Tracy, who is Purdue's like most explosive offensive player. uh, He is not likely to play on Saturday. Because of that, I think that the Buckeyes are going to hold Purdue to under 40 yards rushing for the entire day. Uh, I don't see that Purdue's offensive line as one that's very good. They give up um, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So the Buckeyes, I think if if Purdue gets over 40 yards, it's likely to be Hudson Card, who is the one that pushes them over that. Um, I I think you could see a situation where Purdue's running backs end up with like less than 25 total yards of of running uh, success. So I'm really expecting a big day for Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg because they're going to be tested in the middle of the. This is not a Purdue team that's going to get to the edge or, or do a lot of misdirection or any of that kind of weird stuff that has caused trouble for the Buckeyes the last couple of weeks. If they try to run, it's going to be between the tackles with their backup running back, whose name escapes me, but he's averaging like 2.8 yards a carry. It's not the most explosive situation uh, for DJ Freshlegs is his name. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry, I missed that one. Uh, I, the research, I think they had his government name on the on the things I was looking at. So I, I just don't DJ think fresh legs where Purdue is going to be able to move the ball very much against Ohio State. 
and they are certainly not going to be able to move it on the ground. So big day for the linebackers. I'm going to think this is where I get parlaying and I end up losing Uh-oh. my DPs. I could see eight plus tackles for Tommy and Steele, both, and less than 40 yards on the ground total, but specifically less than 25 for produced running backs. Yes. Gosh. Whoever made that very eloquent tweet last week for Freaky Friday, where Bill and I made three bold predictions and Burr made a hundred, that was my favorite tweet in a long time. Whatever. I don't, I don't really care. I know. I'm just giving you credit for it. I loved it. It was fantastic. There's there's something cooking with this Caden Curry package, don't you think? Mm. Smells like spicy curry. I'm going to put a little spice in the pepper. Like, if you keep doing it, you know, even if one or two times a game, surely you have some sort of wrinkle and variation off of it. You don't want him to just go out there and, and block as a fullback. And I think Caden Curry, did you guys know that Indiana is his home state? <clears throat> is he excited his, to go back there and play? He's got a posse of 16 deep rolling to West Lafayette. I bet there were more in South Bend and there were probably more in Bloomington and the interest is declining. Like Caden, we've already seen you twice come home this month. Like calm down. We're not going to this game. We got to save maybe for the big 10 championship game because you could play four games in your home state this year. So um, they didn't, didn't obviously let him score against Indiana. They were keeping that in the back pocket. We saw it come out against Notre Dame. Um, didn't work, but third time, fourth time's the charm. Uh, going back to Indiana, Caden Curry is going to take a handoff and score a touchdown <sighs> for Ohio State. Now, let's say hypothetically that this was the Ohio State Picks show that runs on Thursday afternoon. Sure. What do you think the DraftKings odds would be of Caden Curry scoring an anytime touchdown in this game? Plus, plus ten thousand. Okay. I mean, because he, because DraftKings, like for or any any of these gambling sites, they're great. Like they watch, they know the, they know ball. Like they're putting out all these prop bets. You can sometimes exploit them, but they're usually pretty dead on. I mean, Caden Curry doesn't appear in the stat book for having touched the football on offense ever. We know that because we watch every single snap that they play every single game. So. I don't think they would ever cross their mind to put a prop bet up for Caden Curry. What if some sicko out there wanted to bet on Denzel Burke scoring a touchdown every week? Why don't these companies allow themselves to just take that money from people? That's what I would do if I was in charge. I'd be like, oh, so, so why don't just put a, a plus 5,000 on Denzel Burke every week, right? Like, because I don't I mean, think they want to pay it if it hits. Somebody would take it. Yeah, but you're going to win it. You're going to lose that 99.9% of the time if you're a better, right? Whatever. Caden Curry touchdown. Got it. That does move you into a tie with Spencer Holbrook for the weirdest prediction we've ever had on the show. And both times it was a fullback touchdown. However, yours might be a this guy weirder because yours is a defensive end playing fullback, not a tight end in the fullback role. What are you talking about? Caden Curry is actually lined up at fullback. (laughs) Jeremy Rucker had never, ever... (laughs) Lined up at fullback when he when Spencer said that yeah, Jeremy right. Ruckert was going to score a rushing touchdown. You're Give right. I just don't it's, you dare. It's true. It's true. It's true. Spencer's prediction was wilder because Ruckert had never lined up at fullback. So I give you your flowers on that one. Still, still very, very bold. Which don't is the name think, of the show. Don't you think they've got like 
they're only going to keep using him as a blocker. You don't think there's any wrinkle off of that whatsoever? Oh, of course there's a wrinkle. And he talked about it on Wednesday night, right? Like he said, he wants the ball. Like he's, I'm sure he's lobbying for it. He's probably made some sort of deal with the coaches. Like if I'm willing to do this for you, you better give me a chance to score a touchdown. And what better way to do it than at home in rural Indiana on Saturday? I'm on board. It's a that's a drought buster. He's never had no, one. I, I am on I am you never I forget am, your first time in rural Indiana. Co-opting your bold prediction. I'm also what? on board this one. If he to do right, that. I get it right. Yeah. I just, just I mean, yep. If he, if it's right, uh no, I no, no, right no, well. no, 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 no. The king says no. I can't wait to win that one on Saturday. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Bill, it's your turn. What do you got? I'm going to co-opt everyone's picks in case they're right and then take credit for them. Uh, and if they're wrong, pretend, pretend like that never happened. Um, <laughs> as much as I would like to see uh, the presumed absence of Emeka Ibuka lead to more playing time for young receivers, I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're going to see Xavier Johnson, as Austin said. I also think you're going to see a whole lot of two tight end sets from Ohio State in this game oh, to, yeah. to account for that, which, you know, wouldn't be my choice, but I think that's the world we're in because I think they like it. They did it a lot last week against Maryland. Uh, so G Scott is going to be on the field a lot for Ohio State. Uh, he will set a new career high for receptions in a game with four, for receiving yards in a game with 40, and catch touchdown pass for the Buckeye offense on Saturday. A G Scott triple ding dong? No, just one ding dong. That's a single game parlay, though. Well, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't try to change the lexicon. It's confusing enough. It, it's it's a triple. It, it's a it's a three G Scott bets in one or both. Trifecta. That's called a trifecta. trifecta. Oh right 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 right. A G Scott trifecta. <laughs> okay. I don't hate it. Not gonna not gonna hate it. Bill. You want to co-opt it in case it I, happens. He was uh, thinking no. about it. He was about to do it. Yeah, I did. I did have a moment where I was like, hmm, not bad. Um, but I think you're dead wrong, and here's why. <laughs> um, I. In the pregame key show before last week's game against Maryland, predicted that Brandon Innes would score his first career touchdown on his birthday against the Terps. I did not, however, account for the fact that Ohio State was going to play with its head up its ass for the first 25 minutes of the game. <laughs> so I had to remove that bet, that bold P, uh, from from my list of tricks and say, well, you know what? Not going to get it because of aforementioned head up the ass. Now, this week, however, I do think Brandon Ennis is the right fit to play in the place of a Mecca Maybe it won't be starting the game there. I think you'll probably see Xavier Johnson in that role. But again, I think Ohio State's going to start fast. And I think you're going to see these young receivers, Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis, uh, maybe even Noah Rogers getting their first real taste of Big Ten on the road action. Uh, and I think Brandon Ennis is going to score his first career touchdown this weekend. And that is going to be like an 11-yard pass, maybe not like quite as good as Jackson Smith and Jigba's first career touchdown. Remember that stupid one he made against Indiana? Um, th this is a, you know, like a little screen or maybe a, a slant or something over the middle where Brandon makes his first, uh, you know, career moment for Ohio State. So I'm really looking forward to that as long as the Buckeyes play with their heads not in their rectums. Do you think that they will or won't? Bill and I have already given our score predictions on the Ohio State Pick Show. You made one on Monday, but that, of course, is always subject to change or yeah, co-opting other people's picks. Yeah, things change, obviously, from Monday. Um, I, I think like 38 to 10. Did one of you guys say 38 to 10 on the Pick Show? Yeah, me. Yeah, Bill I sure did. 
I think that's where it's going to end up in that ballpark. Maybe, maybe 41 to 10. I could see, I mean, maybe I, I'm a big fan of Jaden Felding. So I could see him knocking a couple through the uprights. Um, 38 to 10, 41 to 10, something like that. I do not see, I'm going to give Purdue a touchdown on defense in this game. I do not think they're going to score an offensive touchdown. I, I just don't. I don't <laughs> think they have the weapons to do it. This is not that Purdue team that has those guys. All right. Well, that was another bold prediction mixed in with all of Berm's borrowed predictions from everybody else. Uh, no, borrowed predictions is a Saturday morning show. Oh, it is? Yeah, now it is. Since we're probably not going to be able to do a live pregame show because Purdue, we are going to be fine. I'm just telling people to be prepared. Okay. We're going to do our darndest, but you just never know. We're in the rural Indiana and anything goes except for I, Wi Fi. I heard everything was easy in rural Indiana. <laughs> Except for Wi-Fi. Except for Wi-Fi, yeah. yeah. You take what you can get, right? Um, anyway, thanks for joining us to start uh, your Friday. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy Ohio State at Purdue, noon Eastern time. Both road Columbus breaks. and West Ignited Lafayette. road breaks coming tonight too, Austin. Can't wait for that. I'm just really like interrupting you today. It's sort of my thing for this Friday uh, on, on the show, this yeah. episode of Bold Predictions, Bold Interruptions. Um Anything else? That, are you going to say anything else so I can wait to jump in? Is this how it's going to oh, be during road yeah. breaks? No, 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 definitely not. Uh, it won't be that way tonight. But uh, if I anyone, bet it will be once you anyone, get a couple oh, daredevils in you. <laughs> if anyone has anything that you'd like to ask us for that show, we're going to send out a text uh, asking for questions and thoughts to our tech subscribers. But uh, you know, maybe you post them in this in these comments, and we'll see if we can dive in here as well. So. That's it. Bill, Bill's already opened his road breaks carts. Sure have. <laughs> what, what'd you do? What, do you have any success? Uh, yeah, it was all right. I got a nice uh, numbered Shadur Sanders card. Got a gold Jalen Daniels autograph. Kansas quarterback. Hey, but I guys, didn't. I didn't get the case hit. So one of you guys is going to get it. Spoiler you, alert! It'll be me. No, it's definitely going to be Austin. I never win anything big in these. Uh, there it is. Things. Bold prediction. I will hit the big kahuna out of the case of Bowman Crow University, which was graciously provided to us by Card Collector 2. So that is Friday night coverage. Uh, have you guys you ever put a weighted blanket? What? What? I was <laughs> asking. Like, have you ever used like a weighted blanket? No. When you sleep? I'm telling you what. Uh, I bought one for Angie like a year ago and like one of uh, the children ended up stealing it essentially. So this week I was like, screw it. I bought this for you. I'm stealing it back. I've had the best four nights of sleep in my life this week. Like it is, it is crazy. I, I do not feel nearly as restless in the middle of the night. It's definitely worth a shot. I don't know. They're, they're made for like anxiety or whatever, but like I'm just sleeping so much better. Get a good night's sleep because Saturday Ohio state is at Purdue. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast daily. All week long, we will try our best to bring you the keys on Saturday morning on the podcast. Bill and Doug will have the post game live as soon as it's over. Uh, all the rest of the normal content that you've come to expect, we are excited to bring you as Ohio State hits the road for game number six. Thanks for joining us for Bold Predictions. That's Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. We'll talk to you later.